Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, I am Case Mosey Animal. Dr. Phil. I am ZK Marco, New Jersey Juggernaut. My name is Ziani. I'm Andrew. Hey, Andrew. It doesn't matter what your name is. You can't steal the Rob's catchphrases. Wow. And this (laughs) is... You can catch us on all the wonderful, wonderful, wonderful social medias. You can catch us on Instagram at NuffSaid, K-N-U-F-F-S-A-I-D. You can catch us on the Tumblr that Ayani updates daily, almost hourly. This is NuffSaid. <laughs> you can catch us on Twitter at, at Cultured. You can catch us on the Culture website. That's K-U-L-C-H-U-R-E-D.com. And everything is dead. If you see something that's not there, it's supposed to be there. You need to flood the email, flood the inbox, and be like, bruh, where's my nuff set? You can also catch us primarily on SoundCloud and iTunes. All you have to do is go to search on either one of those platforms. Type in K-N-U-F-F. Put that space there. Nice. Type in S-A-I-D, and you will find us. Don't follow that other nuff set, because that ain't us. Don't do it. Okay. That was a tour de force, guess. Good, strong start. Strong it was, start. It was, uh, it was fantastic, uh, except for the except for the rock thing. That was unnecessary. Um, but it's Kyle, so are we surprised that he said something unnecessary? Absolutely not. You should so, never be surprised, ever. Welcome back to the zone, guys. We're here. Uh, hopefully, you listened to the last couple episodes and you're all caught up with happenings and what's going on. Um, Your word. Oh, also. Got to do our shout-outs from our Instagram. Oh. Shout-out to Rackboy Cam, who said sauce, because we saucy. Got too much Delicious. sauce almost. And shout-out to Carolina Spotlight, who gave us the flame emoji. Do you, like, know any of these people? No, but oh. we always shout-out people Not yet. who leave no, us. No, no, that is great. Because, you know, yeah. the sauce one, I wasn't sure. I thought maybe that was one of your people. Nah, nah, nah. You got too much sauce, though. That's yeah, that's I, good. It's good when someone's like, too much sauce. Yeah, I've been hearing that too much sauce thing a lot the past couple weeks. Yeah, man. That's what y'all hear. And as always... Shout out to oh shout out to Erica F bomb, too. Um, Erica F bomb. Erica F bomb, who is the faculty moder? Not who is the? She works at CSB. So when we go there to record, she's the person that gets us oh, the room. Hey, oh hey Erica. Okay. Yeah. I don't know this person, but shout out. That's awesome. Yeah. Matter of fact, um, matter of fact, we need to like submit like one of our podcasts so they can put it on the air. Mm-hmm. It just has to be an hour. So oh. we gotta like cut it. <laughs> yeah. We, cut it down. Wow. We, we could probably. Uh, Dig out one from the first ten episodes. <laughs> oh, but I'm not on those. <laughs> oh boy! Exactly. Hmm. Coincidence? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> Nobody. So shouts out to shouts out to those people. I think that's cool that we actually started to get some comments. Yes. So, thanks for commenting. Um, even if it's just a flame emoji or sauce. Uh, yeah. Sauce. Too sauce. much sauce. Too much sauce. Apparently. Fire sauce. Um, yeah. More sauce is always welcome. Yeah. Right. I enjoy a good sauce. Are you like sauce or dry rubs? Uh, definitely sauce, but you know, right. both are good. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree with you, Phil. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I'm with it. Although the best rib I ever had in life, I was at a tailgate party and it, it was a dry rub, but it was like amazing and the meat was still tender. So, you know. That's Ribs. what makes a dry rub. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, you got to make sure the sauce is there in case the meat isn't moist and you got to make sure that like there's some moisture going on. That's it. That's it. That's it. Ribs are fantastic. So, uh, yeah, guys, this week in comics, we're going to start off by talking about something that I wasn't a part of this year again. Um, so sounds like a personal problem. Yeah, it does. You know, chill out, bro. Um, so I'm going to let the people who actually were at this year's comic con, um, talk about it. So we went to New York comic con and it was spectacular. Um, 
I don't know. I have a good time every time we go. But admittedly, I get more and more tired every year. Um, I guess it's because I'm getting old. But Oh, boy. Yeah, it's because we're getting old. But, like, Kyle has a supernatural power to somehow always end up at Comic-Con whenever he says he's not going to go to Comic-Con. Word. How interesting. Word. Yeah. Uh, dude, should I tell no the phone story calls, huh? about what happened? I mean, it's your, it's your story to tell. You want to tell it or you want me to tell it? Yeah, why don't you tell the story? I'd like to know about this. Because, <laughs> okay. you, know, you know. So, I ended up at Comic-Con again, which is not a bad thing. Thank you, Ayani and Andrew. But Ayani and Andrew. It was Andrew. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying. Wow. Whoa, like, okay. whoa. Oh, whoa. Whoa. Hey. Hey. Okay. So apparently Finish Andrew is responsible for you being at Comic Con. Yeah. yeah. All right. So this this weekend I was supposed to be in Atlanta. I was supposed to go to Atlanta to go to A3C. A3C is a hip hop festival in Atlanta. Should have went. It would have been super super dope. Yep. Um. My but. friend. My friend Mika went down there. She met a lot of people. Met like Westside Gun. Um. Met like the 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 hit makers who were responsible for a lot of the bad boy hits that you know and love. Um, shout out to them. They were called the Hitman, by the way. Yeah, the Hitman. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, yo, so I was supposed to be down there. Shout out there. to Westside Gun, though. Yeah, so I was, of, I, was supposed to be, I was supposed to be down there at the Booty and the Shake Clubs, but was not there because I bought a plane ticket. Kyle bought a plane ticket and then went to go check in. Kyle could not check in with his plane ticket. Why couldn't Kyle check in? Because it was past the 20, it wasn't 24 hours before the flight. Wow. That doesn't make sense because I'm supposed to fly out on Friday. So I go there and I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. The date for the flight is in November, wow. the one that I bought. I'm leaving in October. Wow. I go to the ticket counter. I say, hello, how you doing? I screwed up. It's my own fault. What can I do? She said, well, let me look. Let me see what your options are. You're not getting out of here at 5 o'clock like you want, but let me see. So you can leave at 9 o'clock, but it'll be $700 <laughs> to change your ticket. And I was like, oh, okay, so I'm not going to spend $700 to go to Atlanta for a week and a half. Looks like I'm going Especially when I don't have any gigs. So yeah. I stayed in New York. A um, couple things that are wonderful about this. Got One, I bought the insurance for the ticket. Hey, can I get a refund on my ticket? No, you can't get a refund on the ticket. You have a non-refundable ticket. Why do I have a non-refundable ticket? I asked my cousin who works at who works there, and he was like, yeah, it's because your ticket was too cheap. Bought it too far in advance. doesn't cost enough for you to get a refund. That's fine. All right, cool. Can I change my ticket and go somewhere else? Yeah, $200 fee, no matter where you go. And depending on how much the ticket costs where you want to go, it'll be $200 plus whatever the difference is. So mm. that's my that was my non-adventure that Saturday. I mean, that Sunday. I mean, sorry, that Friday. So Saturday, <laughs> I get a phone call from Andrew, and he's just like, yo, you want to come to Comic-Con? I say yes. Hashtag blessed. But then I came back home from Comic-Con and got deathly ill. Yeah. And was just super sick and was just laid up Saturday night and Sunday and went to go work. And everyone at my job was just like, Kyle, you cannot afford to get us sick. And whatever. Still coughing to this day. All right. So, yeah, that's Kyle didn't go okay, to Atlanta. Yeah, Kyle didn't go to Atlanta because of a clusterfuck and then ended up getting busted on going to Comic-Con. Let's talk about Comic-Con now. <laughs> All right. So, uh, we actually didn't go to a lot of panels this year, which is really weird. We're normally all up in the panels, but this year we just stayed on the showroom floor. Saw a lot of interesting cosplay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, what did you What did you see? Uh, you had a photo shoot, right? Oh. Are we going to talk about that? So I'm a real cosplayer now, guys. I'm very proud of myself. No snap. Uh, for real, for real. Um, I did a cosplay photo shoot on Sunday, which was a lot of fun. Um, and I found myself on the internet. I didn't really find myself. The guy gave me his business card, and then the pictures were there. And I was like, that's really cool. I'm for real now. I'm special. There are worse ways to find yourself on the internet. No, that's very true. Kyle Nuss. Kyle Nuss. Yeah, Kyle Nuss for certain. <clears throat> and I'm, I'm sure on behalf of other people as well. 
Um, but yeah, no, it was a, we saw a lot of really dope cosplay this year. Um, there was one homie that was dressed up like something from Overwatch, which I don't play, but he was like maybe nine feet tall. Um, and go ahead. It yeah. was Reinhardt, Reinhardt, big robot dude. Big yeah. robot guy. And he was yeah. stomping around. That's some serious. Looks like Ed from Fullmetal Alchemist, right? Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like, what was crazy was, like, Comic-Con's packed. It's just like a sea of humanity. And all of a sudden, you see this, like, nine-foot thing just towering above everybody walking, like, in the center aisle. And then just the room stops mm-hmm. and just looks at him. And everybody was chasing after him to get pictures. Oh, so I want to know. Was this a regular sized dude with like stilts or was yeah, it like, like Chris Stapp's Porzingis like cosplay? No, no. That's a lot of work. It too, was man. a dude with stilts because what was crazy about it was like you would see his hands inside like adjusting parts of the costume. Oh my God. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. People do a lot. What was it made of? A lot. I have no idea. I always like to know. I, asked, I feel I asked like it was a mixture of materials. Yeah. Some of it looks like it was definitely like plastic. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure there were parts of it that had to be. 3D printed. Yeah, for sure. But uh, some of it, like the hammer he had, looked like it might have been paper mache. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah. it's <laughs> mostly unobtainium. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 3D printing like, has definitely changed a lot. Oh, people absolutely. Being able to do stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially there was a lot of 3D like printer shops there too that were like, oh, we make you know effects quality gear, and I was like, how much that cost though? I'm gonna just give you the side eye and walk away. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was dope. Oh, Phil, my favorite thing that happened to me is that um, Marjorie Liu, the writer of Monsters, shook yeah. my hand because I said I was writing a paper about her book. And she was like, thank you. And she like stuck her hand out. And I was like, I could die happy, but then I wouldn't write the paper. So I <laughs> have to write be the alive. paper and then maybe she'll shake my hand again. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. That's, that's oh, oh is, that the, is that the one you guys waited online for a really long time for? It wasn't that long. Oh, yes, but then there was the cute girl there for you, so <laughs> it was, was okay. Cute, there was a cute girl there that took down the name of the podcast, and hopefully she's listening right now. So shout to you. Her hair was on point. I was a little yo, jealous. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. everything about it, I was like, yo, this is fly. And that's also the table next to it though had a book about Kanye. <laughs> My brother And it was bought. a mashup yeah. between what was it, Kanye and Alfred Hitchcock? What? Yeah. Was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. I thought he was a mad scientist. Yeah, he was a mad. He was a mad scientist, and like he was like. It was a comic book. Yeah. yeah. It was a. I thought it was a book book. Oh no! It was. No, it, was, a, it, was a, it was a. It was a bound book. Yes, Real time. And it, and it I had thought it was a, a comic. Yeah, but it, they just replaced the mad scientist character with Kanye, and like I guess the creature he was making with Jay Z, and I was like, yo, I I, I did not buy it. Kende bought Ooh, it. Okay. Of course, Kende bought and, it. Yeah. Kende is my brother. Yeah, yes, and yes. we're gonna have to trade. The Spe- biggest Kanye fan. Oh, speaking of okay. random things that happened at Comic Con, yeah, it, it was, it was. Um, we found a book on the floor. The name <laughs> of the book is Sleeping Giants, and it's by Sylvian Nouvel. Nouvelle. Um, I haven't read it yet. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I found a free book on the floor, and I went to Goodreads, and it got like fours, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna read you a book. So you know. Just shout out to randomness that happens at Comic Con and to you, Sylvian. Shout Nouvelle. out to Floor Books. And <laughs> and completely by accident and because of Ayani, I met um the creator of Apocalyptic Girl, uh, and who also made Headlopper. And because oh, I have the four individual issues of Headlopper, yep. but it's nice to um Get the have trade? everything. I got the trade. I bought Absolutely. the trade. And then I bought another copy of Apocalyptic Girl because I can't find the original copy I had. Yep. And um, young Andrew McLean. Yes. Very nice gentleman. Super nice. Great he signed beard. both of them for me. Nice. Yeah. His beard is like amazing. 
Um, but yeah, so it's really dope. And he like signed each one different. Yeah. Like this one has a picture of like apocalyptic girl and the other one has a skull. So yeah, <laughs> shout to you, sir. Thank you for making my Comic Con super worth it. I didn't know I would be spending thirty dollars, but it's a good thirty dollars. Best yeah. way you can spend it outside of Germany or Amsterdam. Oh, and the Convio <laughs> wasn't bad this year. It didn't like smell like armpit the whole time. So nice. no you know what's funny? There were pockets. There were pockets, but what was crazy was I got I was crazy and I got online at like six thirty. So I was one six thirty AM. So I was one of the first people inside. And he's insane. Yeah, I'm insane. But as soon as I hit the showroom floor and there's like nobody there, I get hit with like the ill body odor. <laughs> and I just turn like and I turn around and it's not like there's many people, so you can't play it off. And there's a dude that was dressed as Ichigo that was just walking oh. along. Yeah. Like nothing was wrong, just like with the sword slung over his back oh. and his armpit just completely exposed for all the masses. <laughs> so he was just funktastic. Yeah. Huh? He might have worn the same costume twice. That's one thing. I don't understand how cosplayers do it, like wear the same cosplay multiple days in a row. Like you all must have washing machines in your room. But it de- it depends on like, Febreze what it is. Too, but right? I mean, some of that funk, but yeah. Febreze ain't gonna get that out. Febreze ain't doing it, man. Yo, I heard like, it's hot, man. It could be hot. Is, and people is, is the improving bo situation at Comic Con a sign of the mainstreaming of comic books? Absolutely. Like was the bo <laughs> worse <laughs> ten years ago? <laughs> yeah, but you know, it was so bad to a point where they like they were making signs. <laughs> please they were, like, shower. Yeah, they're like, please remember to like <laughs> use deodorant and to wash your clothes. Well, so there was a I went to Anime Next one year and they had signs in front of the gaming room like please be kind, you know, bring deo uh, be a, uh deodorant. <laughs> Your hotel room is right across the street. You can wash up. Like it gets intense sometimes. Yeah, but I mean, you maybe, know. Phil. Maybe. You're bringing on, different bro. kinds I of classes. I feel like in. if I go if I go to the comic book store, the main floor of the comic book store smells fine, but if you go to the gaming room in the basement, Ah, it things get a little funky. There, you know? Depends like, on what comic book store you go to. Warhammer game, you know, it smells bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh man, Warhammer no offense takes to anybody. Up a lot of time, you know. I no mean, offense to anyone This that is plays also Warhammer. another reason to get females into gaming. Uh, sorry, into am comic I, books. Am I nerd shaming? So right it's just like maybe, you might but be. like the, the more game. females you bring in, one they might be more cleanly than just the dudes. But theoretically, the, the dudes have more incentive. To be cleanly let's, because now they might meet a female. Let's not make assumptions. I lived in an all woman's dorm for a year, and I saw a lot of things that I'd rather <laughs> not see ever again in life. A, and, and and I also went to college, and I agree with all the horror stories I heard no, from just, some of my homegirls. Yeah. So let's not make like, assumptions. When, females can stink too, man. Let's Women can be funky too, without question. I will just say, man, I am. <laughs> it gives me more incentive <laughs> to take a shower when I'm around females. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Women, yeah. Yeah, before you join the I podcast, Ayani, Kyle just females. stank What's, every episode. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> What's wrong with females? Wait, is females an ableist term? What's that's that? a, that's a long conversation for another day. Really? Yeah, Sheesh. but an amiable one. Yeah, we're not okay. having gender wars this this, this, uh, this no, episode. No, because I'm the only lady. <laughs> no right. gender wars today. No, no gender wars. I don't have my Caitlyn back up. Word. And then if Caitlin was here, we would end up speaking 30 or 45 minutes about why it's not the move or is the move. And yo, then you would troll shout, it. Yo, yo, yo. You know. Shout to Caitlin, too. Yes, shout we to Caitlin. We miss you, Caitlin. And shout to Klaus. And shout to Klaus. So any uh, Comic-Con highlights? I didn't go, so, you know, tell me some highlights I mean, that you saw. You know, we were on the show floor a lot, so it's not like we really saw folks. This was Stan Lee's last Comic-Con. We yeah. didn't get a chance to see him. Wait, but what do you mean Stan Lee's last Comic-Con? He's not going to be at conventions anymore after that one because he's getting old, man. He's, Just, planning, he's yeah. planning on dying in the next 
eight to ten months. Shout out. Whoa, whoa. Come on, bro. Knock on wood. Shout out. Why just everyone for that joke? Shout out to my younger brother. That's that's why. That's why the cameo in Luke Cage was what it was. It wasn't we, we love there. we love you, Stan. Stay healthy. What's funny though is that that makes sense because he's been like pre-filming all his cameos. Like he's filmed saying, cameos right? for like oh next four movies, so maybe they are in the back of the heads. Like, all right, <laughs> how he creepy dies. is that going to be when he's making cameos in movies like three oh, years after yeah. dying? I mean, Stan uh, is creepy. Stan, are they, are Stan they is, CG we keep forgetting. Stan they, is old. Hologram, Stanley they, hologram. But they don't even have to do that. They could just like have him just like having different costumes and just have like an hour long filming session of him just in random places. Yeah, for sure. To put in movies. <laughs> it's like, all right, now we're gonna do Stanley serving coffee. Stan works at the gym. You know what I mean? Like, they, they definitely could do that. But uh, oh, um, so shout out to my younger brother who also got to go to Comic Con randomly. Apparently, his wife—I uh, forgot where she works—but apparently, they were like, "Hey, we got Comic Con tickets. I don't think anybody wants these. You what? guys want them?" I don't think anybody wants these. <laughs> so my brother, <laughs> wait, so, wait, wait, wait. So my sorry. brother um texts me, and I'm wherever I was. I don't remember. And he's like, "Yo, um, something, something or another." And I'm like, "Yeah, we're just talking." And all of a sudden, he sends me this picture of him and Stan Lee. Um, and I'm like, "Why?" Uh-oh. I was like, why are you taking a picture with Stan Lee? He's like, because I'm at Comic-Con. I'm like, oh, you're also at Comic-Con. He says, yeah, man. I was like, oh, you got tickets? He was like, nah. You know, they gave tickets away, you know, at at, at Shay's job. Nobody wanted them. And I was like, okay. I find that so hard to believe. There are people that would give their firstborn child to go to Comic-Con. I'm not just saying that because when you look in the comment section for New York Comic-Con, there was somebody that said. People are full of rage. Hey, guys, um, at my other job, one of the hosts. I was. Just, they were like, "What'd you do?" Because they thought I was going to Atlanta. I was like, "No, nah, with the Comic Con." And she was like, "What is that?" I'm like, "What do you mean? What is that?" She's like, "What is it? Like, is it a big thing?" It's like somebody told me I had a three day pass, and I was like, <laughs> "I didn't even know what it was, so I didn't go anywhere." And I was like, "I'll see what I'm saying." At <laughs> my job, she was like, um, "I bet it stinks to high heaven in that place, and I won't be caught dead there." <laughs> so my, so my boss, um, is you know he's 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 pretty connected, but um, I, I have a. Uh, an affiliation with uh, DMC from Run DMC, and so uh, he's he's a client of ours. And anyway, his his management happened to be in a few days before Comic Con, talking about the comic and what's to come and all that. And I'm like, cool. So a few days later, again, this is all happening in the same day, by the way. I'm on Instagram and I see my boss at Comic Con <laughs> with DMC. So I text him. He's like, yeah, you know, his managers are really cool. And they asked me if I wanted to come, gave me the, the whole week pass or whatever it is, weekend pass. I'm like, oh, word? You got a, got a weekend pass to Comic-Con, hung out with D, huh? Okay. So I just got shitted on this year from every angle. And I'm not mad. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm not mad. You sound I was mad. I was mad at first. You sound like how I sounded when my family went to Hawaii when I had finals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me three yeah. years to look at those pictures. Yeah. Shout, shout out to the Hannah family. I had to just <laughs> I had to just get off Instagram for the entirety of like I saw your cosplay stuff. It was awesome, by the way. Thank you. I didn't see you at all, Andrew. Nope. I don't take pictures yeah. of Comic Con. Good job. Everybody everybody cares about her, <laughs> not me. Good job. Um yeah, so I, I I got off Instagram because I was like, you know what, I'm kinda mad slash sad about this. Like I'm sick of not being able to go to Comic Con. So I got off and I didn't look at them until you know, people posting videos and I didn't look at it until maybe a few days later, but I'm glad you guys yeah, got yeah. to go. It sounds like I heard the panels. My brother told me the panels were awesome this year. 
there were a lot of good panels, but we've been going for years. So I guess you see a lot of the same things kind of cycling through. Yeah, so yeah. this time we were like, you know what? I don't feel like running from panel to panel. We're just going to buy shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. There was one oh. panel that we wanted to go to, but we didn't get a chance to go because this one didn't want to yeah. wake up early enough. The Iron Fist panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about the Iron Fist panel. I heard that was dope. I also heard the Legion panel over at FX was dope. You guys know about Legion? Yeah, I know about Legion, but I wasn't interested enough to like stand in the line to yeah. see I, any footage. I, I heard that the panel was, was cool. I heard the Luke Cage panel was dope, too. I don't think we saw that. There was a Defenders panel. Oh, it was Defenders. Oh. There you go. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it was the Iron Fist panel that turned into the into Defenders, Defenders panel. panel. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so it was the same panel. Okay, cool. They were saying how cool that was. And one final note, we bought a shirt for the Powerline concert, so... I'll wear that one day oh, yeah. from a Goofy movie. Hmm. Yeah. So. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. So I'll wear that one that day was, for you guys. That was real. Nice. End scene. <laughs> so looks like Comic Con was awesome. Yes. Yeah. You have to come next year. Is yeah. what this means. Yeah. If I'm alive, I'll come next year. Oh. <laughs> First, Stan Lee. Now you. We need <laughs> to stop all this. <laughs> Not going to wood. So. Um, yeah. So yeah. And now this week in comics. Right. So. Uh, this week in actual comics. In actual, actual comics. Yeah. So I, I heard some people were reading about some. People who like to wear metal suits. Yeah. So uh, last week's um, Invincible Iron Man was really interesting to me because it, it kind of was a uh, uh, this this Iron Man run has been um, very interesting. I feel like because it's it's kind of been taking it back to the heart of the character, in my opinion. Um, there's more about um, there's a lot more connected with this whole Civil War thing, of course, which I'm not overly excited about. But I think it, it's been a lot more about who Tony is necessarily uh, versus him being Iron Man. And, you know, cl- clearly he's been trying to find out who his mom is. You know, that whole revelation that the, the Starks weren't his parents and all that stuff, which I, I didn't actually like when they were doing it. Um, but, I mean, they did it and there's nothing we can do about it. So I do like this issue a lot, though. I think it was a a, a pause button on the action and everything. Um, Tony's stressed out, so he feels like he needs a meeting. Because we all know Tony's an alcoholic. If you don't know, go back and read the classic Iron Man Demon in a Bottle run from years and years ago. Um, apparently, Carol, who we've also forgotten, is also an alcoholic. And Tony was her sponsor. So they both end up, even though they were trying to avoid each other, they both end up at the same AA meeting um, and see each other and then have this really uh, poignant conversation outside. Very about, heartfelt. Yeah, about, you know, about their history and... Um, how they relate to each other and how they really care about each other, but, but that this this thing they're dealing with, with this civil war thing, is like, you know, a defining moment apparently. You know, the book kind of highlighted to me what's been missing in Civil War yeah. Two as a whole, mm-hmm. um, which is the the interpersonal drama between yeah. the characters. You know, Civil War's been a lot of people yelling at each other <laughs> yeah. and disagreeing about just. This Civil War. Yeah, this, this Civil War. The first Civil War is a whole different conversation, but Civil War Two has been about people disagreeing about just asinine topics and, and just yelling at randomly. each other. Yeah, you know, and this book, like, you know, this book basically had these two characters that clearly from this conversation you can see love each other yeah. and flat out say that they love and care about each other yeah. in a situation where they are at a complete and total standstill. They are not going to be able to have a meeting of the mind. There's no way they're not going to be able to avoid fighting each other. And and for me, that alone made, was the most compelling thing about civil war two. And it wasn't even in the main book. I know. Right. Um, I also have to say that I'm still pretty upset that, uh, according to what's happening now, you got Rhodey's dead. 
and you got Bruce Banner is dead. You know, I, I, and uh, yeah, I don't, you know, okay, the roadie thing already pissed me off enough because I know they were like, oh, it almost paralleled what happened in the movie, except in the movie he didn't die. You know what I mean? So it's like, why? Why did you need to do that? And then it's like, okay, the roadie thing set off the whole the whole issue. Um, but then why? Why? Why did we need the? Why do we need Hawkeye to, you know, assist in the suicide of the Incredible Hulk? It's the fucking Incredible Hulk, bro. Like, I don't, I don't get it. There's been no payoff for it yet for me either. Um, Rhodey's death didn't bother me as much, and when I say it didn't bother me, I don't mean like I didn't care. Yeah. No, like when it happened, it devastated me, for and sure. that actually got me invested in Civil War yeah. too, early on, and they just. Everything else has felt superfluous at this point. Like Bruce Banner's death, there's been no payoff for it. Yeah, you know um, why was it necessary? Because in the future the Hulk's gonna wild out, so I don't want to do that, dude. How many times has the Hulk wilded? Sent him off planet. He raged out. He was two Hulks, three Hulks. Like he's the Hulk. You know what I mean? Like you run through it and we accept the story, but like just to say, I get it. They're saying, oh, his his character's tired of possibly being a threat. You know, just. I just want to, you know, just kill me before it goes down. Like, I don't know. The way it played out didn't, it didn't resonate with me. No. Um, and that's, you know, that's a subjective thing. Yeah. I know there's some people that really got caught off guard by it, but yeah. it didn't do it for me. I feel like it's too gimmicky. And I, I, I even felt like the She-Hulk's response to it with that being her cousin and like, I guess that's supposed to lead into a new She-Hulk Yeah, book well, she's supposed to be the Hulk now. Yeah, she's going to be. The next Incredible Hulk book is going to be starring. Yeah. What Walters. about, what about the awesome Hulk? He's still a thing. He's his own. He's his own entity. He's his own Hulk, but like you know, I guess Jennifer's gonna take Bruce's place as the Hulk. Yeah, the Incredible Hulk. You know, yeah. And it's just it for me. Civil War Two underlines a greater problem with Marvel's books right now. Yeah, is that you have these big events that they just come so like on the heels of each other to the mm-hmm. point where none of them feel big. It just feels business as usual. It's too many, man. The last event that was justified was the last one they had was secret wars. That yeah. was an event that made sense that had years and years and years the of planning. Build before. Up. Yeah. And I feel like after something that big, they needed to let the just line chill breathe. Out. Yeah. And they haven't done that. So they jumped right into are. this thing. Yeah. Um, which leads into my quick side comment about, uh, I know we mentioned it before we recorded today, but this whole, clone saga redux thing that they're doing again like we had enough of the clone saga in the 90s if you didn't read it you clearly can go back and read spider-man the clone saga um they cannot yeah (laughs) or you cannot but if you want to know we're talking about i'm sure they got the trade you can read the whole damn thing um but so now the jackal's back again and i i don't know if there's going to be more clone spideys if there's going to be clone jackals I, i i don't know I don't know. I'm gonna wait to the end of this one before I pick it up <laughs> and, and read, just the read trade. it as a whole. Thank you. Just because, like the first Clone Saga, it's funny. It's remembered as something horrible. Yeah. But when you get down to the nitty gritty of the plot points, it wasn't that bad. It didn't start out the, bad. The the problem with it was that it went on too too damn long. long. Yeah. Way too long. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just wanted to mention that. I think we're all done with Invincible Iron Man, which is yeah. fantastic. You should read it. All right, and none none of us read anything from um dumb characters this week, right? Um, I clearly uh, read Batman stuff. Wait, because really? I always That's what read. We call DC. Well, he, no, I mean, every week he comes up with something <laughs> different to call DC. I was gonna say DC's been 
<laughs> doing a lot. Like they have like Superman, in my opinion, is like one of the best mainstream big two books out right and now. And I actually I have to have to agree with him. The new the, the new old new whatever you want to call him Superman book has actually been kind of hitting some positive notes, man. I read that, and clearly I read, you know, Batman-related titles. I read those this week. Detective Comics oh, okay. is all Detective man. Comics is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I'm just giving one humble man's opinion I'm glad Tim Drake about is not the entire dead. line of comic books. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, it doesn't matter what your opinion is, Kyle. Word. <laughs> I, but you know, what, whack, uh, you know what DC does put out that I do enjoy? Wacky Raceland. And I'm not even trolling. I'm dead serious. <laughs> no, he is serious. I'm glad you're here today, Andrew, to feel what I've been feeling. He's he's really into this wacky race line thing. I am. I'm into the new interpretations of like the old Hanna Barbera cartoons. But what I'm really into is image these days. And yeah. I read a I second that. I finally read an image book that I that I started last on another previous podcast and then someone borrowed my book and I haven't seen it since. But um <laughs> No Optic Blast, Corey? No. no, no, no hopping off the ropes. No, no okay. bouncing off the ropes. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh-oh. It would be just like you know, one of those Professor Xavier staring at you things, and then your nose starts bleeding, and you start freaking out. That's no. what that would be. No optic blast. That's too obvious. I'm out here. I'm out here trying to do lion salts off the ropes these days. Um, oh yeah, yo, it's amazing how into wrestling I am now. It terrifies me. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's their fault that I'm watching wrestling now. I never watched it as a young woman. This isn't gonna happen to me. Congrats though. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what it is. Like I used to hate all the stupid shit that boys would do in high school, like yeah. that kind of shit Kyle actually just did. On oh the yeah, for sure, podcast, for sure. And it got so boring. When you but, watch yeah, wrestling and then you. Oh no, what, the rock thing. When the he did the, the rock, but then they do that. Everyone's like, hey. What's first period this time? Oh, first period doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what, what you period is. It's just like, oh, go die in a fire. <laughs> we like used to got, do that. Got, I was in college. It was so fucking annoying. But now I can kind what? of just enjoy the. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what? Uh, see, you're lucky, Corey. You're lucky I like you. We used to be in the hallway doing that. Hey, what's up? What? Hey, did you get your. What? Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, I read Seven to Eternity by Rick Remender. Um, I finished it, and everything I said before about it, it came true. Um, with me finishing the last half of the book, it was, it came true. Like all the promises, still delivering on it. I'm enjoying what's happening. Uh, once again, art's dope. The story's dope. It just feels like night. It kind of feels like a western to me, with like science and mythological stuff happening. I can't wait to explore more of this world. So out of all Rick Remender stuff that you've read, because I know you and I go back and forth about Rick Remender all the time, would yes. this be on the top of your list of things that you like, or where would it be? Nothing nothing beats how I felt when I was first started reading Lowe. But that's also because like it Lowe when when Lowe does like the the positivity thing, mm-hmm. it affects me just because of where I am right now mentally. Mm. So I think I'm going to say that I really enjoy that. I actually need to catch up with Tokyo Ghost, even though I really enjoyed where that story started. Um, and then what else? And I, I guess catch up too. I think it's brilliant. Yeah. And then I need to read more of it to to know where it goes in that list. But out of those three books, Low is still my favorite. Also, Low just, like the optics of it are still yeah, like breathtaking. It's a stunning book, yeah. The Art of Low is gorgeous. I, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm always down the middle with Recommender. Because some of this stuff, I either love it or I'm just ambivalent 
toward it. Uh, Tokyo Ghost. It's funny on paper. I mean, it's cyberpunk. I should love it. Yeah. But it just it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. Yeah. You know, and I'm a hardcore Ghost in the Shell fan, so this is like right in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Even has Ghost in the Time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you're digging it so far. What's your favorite part of the book? What the seven to eternity? Yes, yes, yes. Because I've read he apparently has been working on this for a really for a really, while. Really, long I just time. really want to find out what a nail is. Like I love the fact I love the fact that there's this huge standoff between like this weird Pied Piper character and then there's and also like between this weird Pied Piper character and then a father figure to the entire family who like somehow creates swords out of nothing and has like an eye pop over his head that shoots people. So I'm into that. And I'm also into the fact that, like, he looks at his son and he's like, yo, go get your hammer and get your nails. And he goes into gun with bullets. And I'm like, yo, what does this mean? And it also seems like my man is on a suicide mission and just trying to just trying to see what everything is. And they have a good curse word. And the the son's the son's wife is black. So, you know, multiculturalism, sci fi and foul language. I'm there. All right. I'll have to give it a read. Yeah. Yeah, you should give it a read. I actually enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward. I, I agree with him. I'm looking forward to seeing where the story is going to go. So, wait, what genre will we put this in? If we had to, does it is awesome. it genre breaking? Oh, awesome, awesome. No, because it's, it's kind of like fantasy, but it also kind of has like you know spaghetti westernisms in it. You know what I mean? Like it's on some journeyman type shit. Hmm. So yeah, the description somebody gave it gave it, and I mean, it sounds like it's an insult, but it's really not. But they said it was like the poor man's dark tower. Almost. Yeah, I, I mean, but Dark on. Tower is also like like a spaghetti western. Yeah, that's you know? why they said that. Uh, I wouldn't call it a poor man's Dark Tower. Dark Tower is fantastic, but there are other. I mean, there's plenty of stuff that preceded the Dark Tower that influenced it. Well, no, 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 doubt, no so, doubt. Like I said, this was just a description somebody threw at me to get me to understand what the world. Yeah, I don't like. agree with that, but yeah, <laughs> I can see. That. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but I, but I understand the referencing. Yeah. Can I make a side note, or is only Kyle allowed to make side notes? Oh, everyone of course you can, can make, make a side, side note. note. It's just so not a drink. where does the spaghetti come from in Spaghetti Western? Like, how did we get that phrase? So is the, it because people are noodly? The reason that it's called Spaghetti Westerns is because, um, you know, any Clint Almighty, Eastwood, well-known noodle, <laughs> any Almighty Cohen, these guys who 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 worked on the, on on these films were Italian. So they oh, so they watched uh, American oh. westerns and and they took. You know what they loved about American westerns, and they made them. They made better films, in my opinion. My mm. dad used to love American westerns, but I grew up on spaghetti westerns and thought they were far superior. My so, dad doesn't like them. That kind of feels like a derogatory name, though, well, because I they're mean, Italian, it's, so it's, they're spaghetti westerns. That what, seems a little. That's what happens in America. <laughs> <laughs> we give things derogatory names, but those films are. I mean, the no, the the man, the, the man with no no name trilogy no is is, is just you can't. Yeah, that's some of Eastwood's best stuff outside of Dirty Harry. So, because um, it's technically a spaghetti western, but like when you say western, that's yeah. what people think of yeah. immediately is Clint Eastwood. Yeah, okay. well, without question. Yeah, and those films are what when when you think about good westerns anyway, because mm-hmm. I know there are a generation of people who say John Wayne, and I hate all of John no, Wayne's no, westerns. No, 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 no. I hate them intensely. Um, I don't hate them, but they're not. They're nowhere near no. the level of a lot of Eastwood's work. I'm talking about the, the music and the the, Yo, the, the best attitude, thing John the cinematography. Wayne ever did was give Duke his code name from GI Joe. Keep going. Okay. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you haven't seen that, so r- r- read the book. Read the book that Kyle just just mentioned because it actually is pretty awesome, and it does have a spaghetti western feel. If you haven't seen any. 
of that trilogy, the man with no name trilogy. It's out there for you to watch. Oh man, that that's that's dope. Um, I think we should talk about TV now. Um, yeah, I think I had one more thing to talk. Oh, about. you did one more thing. So, um, speaking of <laughs> speaking of spaghetti westerns, when I was a kid, um, there was this comic book that was British. I spent a, a good deal of time living outside of the country when I was a child. My father was in the military. Um, there's a British anthology comic called 2000 AD, um, and in it, the the major character in it was Judge Dredd, um, and I guess a few of you guys maybe have never not not you guys here, but you guys out in the audience maybe your only connection to Judge Dredd might be the uh, kind of half-assed Stallone movie, or maybe more recently, Carl you know the Carl Urban hey, movie, which is way the law. which is way more closer. <laughs> um, Stallone's movie wasn't that great. It I don't awful. I don't blame I don't blame Stallone for that, but Carl wait, Urban's wait, wait, most wait. recent movie Dread is way closer to Hold the original up. aesthetic. Hold up. We're not you can call you can call Judge Dredd whatever you want to. That movie does what it's supposed to do. Which it's entertaining. One? It's funny. The first one. It's ridiculous and over the top. Does it stay faithful to the character that Dredd is? Probably not. Absolutely not. No, but not at all. That's not it's Judge a ri- Dredd. If you're just it's a ridiculous popcorn campy movie. I'm not maybe that's not what it's supposed to be, but to me it just looks like pure can Rob Schneider is in it for goodness sake. I feel like all they needed to do was have Wesley Snipes show up in a cameo with yellow hair. Like they're just remaking the same movie. You don't need to do that. You know what I mean? That's like what like you're saying that it was entertaining, but I mean it was a movie that we've seen before. Yeah. Time wait, and time again. Like so? shot for shot. So So anyway. Wait, um, wait, wait. Hold up one question. No, no, let's not skip over his opinion. No, no, did no no. Did you wait, did you just drive by and take a shot of Demolition Man though? No, I love Demolition Man. I'm saying we didn't. That was the same kind of. That it it literally was like the same movie. Demolition Man's great. Well, number one, Judge Dredd can't sew, and he can sew in Demolition Man. Just want to point that out to you. And then Judge Dredd. (laughs) I hate you so much, Kyle. And Judge Dredd is a buddy cop movie with Rob Snyder being the stupid buddy. It's a buddy cop. The fact that you just said Judge Dredd. It's a buddy cop movie. Just makes my skin crawl. So, 2000 AD <laughs> was an anthology comic book. Weird a lot, though. The majority of the stories featured Judge Dredd. Um, and uh, if you don't know about Judge Dredd, it's set way in the future. Um, and uh, nuclear war has pretty much destroyed the majority of the world. So, what's left of the world is broken up into these things called megacities. And Megacity 1 is where Judge Dredd lives. And it's pretty much goes all the way from Boston all the way down to Florida. It's one big city. Um, and the only law and order, uh, that's kind of an in-joke, are the judges who are, uh, you know, the law, essentially. I thought, thought it was funny that they worked out of the Hall of Justice, which I thought was pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> but that is where the headquarters is, what it's called, the Hall of Justice. Um and uh, Judge Dredd is, you know, by far the best judge, and he's 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 badass, and he's like Dirty Harry, and Dirty Harry is is the character that inspired Judge Dredd primarily. Um, so it's kind of like a spaghetti western, you know, with mutants and you know scumbags, and yeah. Judge Dredd is is that guy. What's great about Judge Dredd is that a you never see his face because you never see him without his helmet, ever, um, and b he ages in real time. It's one of the very few comic books in comic book history where the character actually ages in real time. So 2080 started in 1977. 
but I think uh, the book, the story of the book starts in like 2011 or something like that. But anyway, so whenever so far in the future, whenever, actually in the past. Yeah, but but at that time, you know, 19 <laughs> the book started in 1977, so he ages in real time. So by this time, he's actually pretty old, and you know, he's getting close to because I mean they're still running the book, so he's getting pretty close to the time when he probably should hang it up. Um, but interesting. Yeah, that and Stronium Dogs, which was uh, another story that was in 2080. It was set in the in the further future from from um. Judge Dredd's time, where the mutant population that was in Judge Dredd has increased, and so the mutants, of course, like in any universe, nobody likes mutants apparently. So the mutants are are, are supposed to be outlawed, um, and there's a group of bounty hunters called the Stronium Dogs, and this guy Johnny Alpha is the head dude. So he's kind of like, <laughs> so yeah, his name is Johnny Alpha. You know what, what's weird? What's great about Johnny Alpha that I like to draw in is that the 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 politician that's persecuting the mutants is Johnny Alpha's father, and Johnny Alpha is a mutant technically. Um, so he has telepathy, and he, he he's his eyes allow him to see through things, like, and he's just a badass dude. So he's kind of like Dread, but he's a mutant, you know, and he's badass, but without the moral code that that Dread has. Um, anyway, I was rereading a lot of that stuff. And just start revisiting why it was good, and it's still pretty damn good because it's still like still filled with awesome. Yeah, it's like you know spaghetti western, and it's kind of pulpy, and you know, uh, people get thrown off buildings and get their heads blown off. You know, you know, bad guys <laughs> get <laughs> bad guys get what they deserve. Sometimes the bad guys don't die, and they come back for revenge. You know, cool stuff. So if you ever want to read cool British pulp stuff, 2080 is it. Same reason I used to love Conan when I was a kid. Conan was pulpy, you know. Well, actually, jumping off of this conversation about Westerns and spaghetti and pulp, um, (laughs) which just makes me hungry, um, a lot of us have seen the new HBO show Westworld that started running. We're on episode two now, um, and I think there are a lot of good feelings about it at this table. It's great. Um, And just as a side note, HBO has been killing it recently with like... Recently, they've been killing it for a long time. But I just feel like this recent run of programming has, at least to me, been very interesting and engaging. Um, So yeah, what are what are our feelings about Westworld? Save for Kyle, because Kyle watches other television shows. Shouts out to Bad Robot again. (laughs) Not gonna take a shot, but I heard some criticism of Westworld. I want you guys to give your thoughts first and then answer my question. Well, there's there's okay, a criticism though. of everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Say. But the interesting thing for me about Westworld is that personally, there's no single character that I'm invested in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this isn't like Game of Thrones where you come in and you're rooting for the Stark family. Yeah. You know, um, and what Westworld has done is it's created this multifaceted world yeah. with a number of different levels um, that you are basically observing yeah from you know multiple perspectives and i find it fascinating uh the picture that they're painting i mean um i read a jonathan nolan interview where he was talking about how he was inspired by game development yeah and um game developers and you can see that a lot like if you're a gamer and you um you know you follow you know the video game press and you follow development cycles a lot of the terminology that the people behind the scenes use when they're working on the host or they're writing stuff for the host sounds a lot like the talk that game developers Packs. have. So yeah, I find it fascinating. I agree. I think the interplay between 
it's like three different worlds. It's the, the, the people behind the scenes who created the world. It's like the actual hosts within the world and their functioning. And then it's like the human beings who come to the park, you know, so we're experiencing, um, three different worlds that are revolving around the same stuff. So, you know, it's, and even like their interpersonal play, like, okay, so we find out that two of these creative people are having a secret relationship Mm -hmm. and it seems like there's emotion there, but it's, that's weird because these, these things they've created are supposed to be emotionless, except whatever is programmed into them. It's, it's, it's a lot of weird stuff going on. And I like that a lot of it is intertwined as well. I think that's very interesting. Um, The fact that there are these kind of three layers to the story which are clearly all going to run into each other with very interesting consequences yeah, um yeah. It's something that's very interesting to me and i mean by now you all know that i'm the crazy robot sex lady so of course the fact that, that <laughs> we're talking about um creatures that for all intents and purposes are very very human um scarily so in some ways yeah um but then are being used um, and abused frequently, uh, as we saw over the course of two episodes, um, is very interesting to me. It, it, I think my overall feelings about the show are going to depend on where they decide to go as yeah. things move forward. Like one of the characters that's most interesting to me at this point um, is the woman, and I don't remember her name, but she's the madam pretty much of the, oh, the yeah. whorehouse. Um, and I don't know if I'm just like, yay, fellow curly haired woman, I'm rooting yeah. for you. But just what Shout she out went to through. Newton, she's awesome. What's her name? That's Danny Newton. Danny Newton? Danny Newton. Newton. I used to get her uh, confused with Zoe Saldana because they're both light-skinned and they're both kind of thin. We already know Cal has a hard time telling women apart sometimes. Danny's (laughs) awesome. Clearly, she's had a long career in film and and TV. She also has a mole, which helps me. (laughs) Yeah, dude. So so I do think she's doing a brilliant job. Um, And what, what they did with the second episode with kind of playing around with how and spoilers clearly but playing around with how aggressive she is or turning up and turning down different a- different aspects D- different of, her attributes of her personality yeah turned up, that, never turned down sorry keep going, yeah keep turn going. up sorry. all the way turned up um the flashbacks that, the, that that they're all starting to have yeah i'm i'm really really curious about how all this comes together yeah but phil's watched it too yeah i think it's like <clears throat> i'm not sure where the show's gonna go i don't think i, I mean yeah it's not clear and i don't know I like it so far, but I don't know how I'm going to feel about it in five or six episodes because I don't mm-hmm. really know what they're trying to do yet. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that's obvious is that this is going to be, you know, HBO's money pit when there's no more Game of Thrones, right? Like, it's clearly <laughs> set up for that, right? It's a really high production value show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anything, the cast is like even better than Game of Thrones. You know, like James Marsden has like a what so far is basically like a bit been a bit part on the show. So far. You know, Evan Rachel Wood is in it. Thandie Newton is in it. Ed Harris. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, the great, God. great Anthony Hopkins. Creepy, creepy Anthony Hopkins. It's a, it's a, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a murderer's row of acting talent. Um, but yeah, I mean, Andrew said this, like there's no character on the show that I care about yet. Yeah. Um, that's not the case for everyone, obviously, but like, you know, I don't know if the show is going to be, I mean, you know, in the way that Game of Thrones is about like Tyrion and the Starks, basically, I don't know if there's going to be someone on this show that the show is about, you know, maybe it's going to be Anthony Hopkins. Maybe it's going to be Ed Harris. Maybe yeah. it's going to be all over the you place. Know, maybe it's all of them. I, but I, maybe I like, it's not going to be I a like character that. driven show at all. And it's just going to be about the park ideas, you know, like yeah. what, you know, what is it, what, like exploring, like what it means to be human or something like that. What's real? These, what is like it? Android you know, characters purpose. and like reality. And like, that could be a great show, but I don't know if it's going to, that's going to work for me. Um, 
I, I'll say like, you know, the Nolans are involved in making this show. And well, we just can, Jonathan. Just, just one. John. The good Nolan. Yeah, well. <laughs> the cool yeah, Nolan. I mean, I think, I think Christopher Nolan was like around in a non-credited capacity well yeah i mean but, they, uh, yeah, in any case yeah. yeah so so jonathan nolan is 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 abrams was in creating the show and it has you know <laughs> it has that nolan feel to it i think yes it does and in a good way but also like i can see it, this show taking on what i think are some of the less positive aspects of his work which is that it tends to be like self-serious and humorless yeah. And so I'm a little concerned that the show is going to end up going in that direction. I don't think it's there yet, no. but I don't quite know what to expect from it, basically. See, the thing that worries me, or I shouldn't say worries me, I'm equal parts worried and equal parts intrigued, is um, the show kind of has this idea that's been put forth where there's kind of like a metagame to uh, Westworld. You see it in The Man in Black, who's been going there for 30 years yeah and it's clearly like got the golden ticket where he basically can do whatever he wants so you have him and he seems to be trying to find this deeper layer to the park and on one hand you know he may be just a crazy self-serving guy that's just been coming here too long and yeah doesn't know how to leave but there's a conversation that takes place in the first episode that i'm kind of hoping speaks to where the series is going to expand into where it's between the writer and what is the woman's name? The one that was a uh, boss lady, the boss lady. Yeah, She's in charge <laughs> of all the development. She's in charge of all the developments. And they have a conversation about the different ways that the people in charge view the parks mm-hmm. and that everybody's looking at it from a different perspective. Some of them are looking at it as, you know, an attraction, you know, as a park and you have this conversation where everybody's trying to get something different. Yeah. And then when you take that and you look at what Anthony Hopkins' character talked about in regards to evolution, yeah. and you look at the man in black in his search for the metagame, I feel like there is some interplay yeah. between those threads. Now, the worry here is that do we take too long to maybe open that up You know, yeah. to give us a peek inside that there is something more? going on does the show get lost in its navel gazing yeah you know that's that's the worry with a show like this because this is very very heady i agree sci-fi i agree i mean and it's just as heady as i mean a lot of people uh say that the original film was based on was is classic sci-fi you know it was made in a different era certainly and it's a little more straightforward because it was a film and it really was like yo what happens when these two guys go to this park for pleasure and then, you know, the androids realize that they're androids and decide to kill the people. You know what I mean? Like, that that's what the movie was about. I think that there's a little bit of that here, but it's how we get there, you know? Um, yeah. I, I, I feel like I've heard some of the critiques I've heard were exactly the same critiques I heard when Bad Robot released Fringe all those years ago. It was like the first season of Fringe. People were like, okay, we get it, you know, but like this is taking too long and like what's going to happen. And then it was like, once you got through season one, people were hooked onto the show. So um, I don't know if they have the same luxury though. No, no, they don't. Things, things have been getting cut left and right. No, I agree. I agree. No, but Fringe is also a different piece because Fringe was a procedural. I agree. So so it had the luxury of being episodic. So even if the mythology was lagging, you could be into the episode. This show seems to be all about its mythology. I agree. It's upfront about that, which is nice. Yeah. You know, but it's like now they have to. Well, they have to. You know, do, this is the promise that you gave us, and you know, okay, we we're only two episodes in, clearly. Yeah. 
And, and I'm not overly surprised by this, though. I mean, if you think of other HBO shows that 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 kind of seemed slow in the beginning, Boardwalk Empire got the same critique. Mm-hmm. They were like, this is so slow. What's going to happen? And then once it got past the first two or three episodes, people were like, oh, shit, this is dope. Yeah. So I would say let's give it another two or three episodes. But I do feel I do feel what everybody's saying. It's like I feel the same way. I'm into it, but I want to know where it's going. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, that's the point. But it's so, got me. I'm in it for the long haul. Yeah, I'm going to watch. Yeah, I mean, if this turns into like a, a lost type thing where the mythology is a big part of the show, I'm actually okay with that. I think a lot of people have said that said that they are worried that the show is going to go that direction. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Well, people as long as it's like, long time. you know, there's, you know, as long as it, you know, Lost was fun, right? Like, I mean, the, you know, there are yeah. legitimate criticisms of Lost, but like, I just I, like had a fantastic time watching Lost for whatever number of years that I was watching it. Was it seven, uh, wasn't it? Seven, know, seasons? seven seasons? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if that's, if, the, if that's the floor for Westworld, I'm, I'm good, you know, um, I'm a little worried. I mean, like, like if, if it turns into like Inception, which like, I liked, you know, Inception was fine. I don't want to like shit on Inception, but like I do. Sure, you can. I mean, you know, like I think Inception was trying to be an ideas movie and like the ideas weren't there. And like, I don't want that to happen to Westworld. Like, you know, I don't I I, I, this had this I, I say this about every new prestige show, but like, you know television i don't want i don't want to, uh, every television show to take it to take itself too seriously you know yeah. like not you know you don't every show does not have to be the wire you know it you can be. be lost yeah. you know i like jonathan uh, nolan though i think he's i think what differentiates him from his brother is that I mean, my opinion is that the guy you know is a big nerd you know i don't i don't actually don't think that jonathan nolan takes himself nearly as seriously as his brother does as far as this being a tour type thing and i think that's why he works well with somebody like the people he started to work with are people like the guys at Bat Robot because those guys are all, it's just a nerd house over there. I think that works. Even if they're doing serious material, um, I think they take the, the material seriously, but I also think they don't take themselves too seriously. And I think that shows in some of the work that they've done. So when I heard that he was involved, but that it wasn't the Nolan brothers, I felt a little better about it. So we're about to see if that prediction is true or not. Kyle? Well, no, I don't. You had, even, you had I a question. Have, I, think. I still have yet to watch it. The only thing I've heard is that it's very problematic toward women. Um, like you don't see any women text. The women are either prostitutes or being raped. So far in the show, I, I didn't I mean, see saying, any. Like, yeah, the, the they thing said is, there were problematic issues with the. Yeah, show. I mean, I can see that there are problematic issues, but I, in my opinion, I think. Things can be problematic, but still worth discussing. Yeah. Like, you know, Game of Thrones, some people have made the decision to stop watching it. Some people have continued to start watching it and, yeah. or continued to watch it and discuss the problematic elements. You know what I mean? So I think there are some things that happen that are a little eyebrow raisy. Yeah. But I think kind of the point of the story is we're looking or one of the points is that when we're looking at people in service industries and then also looking at the baser nations, baser Oh God, my nature. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you. Yeah. Baser natures of humanity. Um, so I think a lot of these female characters that are taking on very problematic roles in these first two, two episodes, episodes, it's gonna get kind of flipped on its head. Um, you know, so yeah. also, that was think, that was my sense as well. Yeah, I think in, in eight or nine episodes, people are not gonna be talking about 
the show as a show that like mistreats its female characters. I don't think so at all. And and here's the thing, like with television and it's one of the reasons why like critiquing it week to week is so hard is that like, you know, you go see a movie, you see the movie, you see the beginning, middle, and then you understand all the sum of its parts, Yeah, you know, but TV, you know, you're basically getting these chapters in a larger story, especially in a show like Westworld that is serialized. So it's kind of hard to judge how the show treats women when it's setting up its premise. Yes. though. I do think too that like in this past episode, speaking to to that criticism because I saw that too, we have to look at the fact that David chose to tell the story of these two friends or coworkers, whatever they are, and one guy is clearly you know got that scumbagginess about him. He's like, yo, this is where you come and you wild out, and this other guy, you can you can tell that he's super reluctant to not go down that well. So that scene where he's in the whorehouse and he's in one room. And he's having this conversation and he's like, nah, I don't, I don't want to do that. And his friend is over there, like, you know, having a threesome or a foursome. I think that was, yeah, I think that was the contrast. This guy, everybody comes to the place. This is his first time there. His friend's been there a bunch of times. Everybody comes there for something different. Mm -hmm. This guy comes here to cut loose and do the craziest stuff he can think of. And this guy doesn't quite know what's going to happen yet. He's still filling the place out. I know, I know that there was some, what I saw, some comments was like, I can't believe they had that scene. You know, that's terrible. And I'm like, I know you guys have been watching Game of Thrones all these seasons. And I know you've seen some stuff. You're just going to talk about nudity and sexuality. There's been stuff certainly in that show that's way more beyond the pale than what we've seen so far in this show. We just have definitely seen, um, okay, they're, they're not, they're not real. They're androids, right? But they are real because we don't know whether or not According to the development of the characters, they're starting to remember their previous incidents. It's like they're having essentially memories of things that happened to them before. Um, we don't know how long they've been uh, uh, having encounters. We don't know how long that these characters that are Andrews have been at the park. Mm-hmm. Like how many years have they had all these things happen? We, we, we don't know that yet. Yeah, we know the park's been active for at least 30 years. Yeah, we know that. Um, and we know that Dolores is the oldest machine. She's now, the oldest one there. We don't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, she's been know. playing that same story. We don't know. So, I mean, there's a lot that we don't know, and I look forward to finding out. I know today's Sunday, so it's definitely going to go down. Oh, that's right! Yay! You yeah. get to watch an, get an episode. episode tonight. Woo! Boom shakalaka! Yay! I'm ready. So yeah, so far I like it. Let's see where it goes. Cool. So, uh, did we have any other TV we want to talk about? I know Kyle's been watching something. I I saw the uh, season premiere of Flash finally. Season three. Flash. Season three. Flash, Flash episode point. one, Flashpoint, and all of my fears are realized because I saw <laughs> this glorious. I had in my mind that they were gonna do this like huge crossover, and it was gonna be it was gonna be Arrow and Supergirl and DC Legends of DC Legends of Tomorrow. disreputable compromises. Um, uh, <laughs> but like sharp, <laughs> but like nah. It was one episode, but not. just on the Flash, and the episode by I mean, itself, it's called the Flash. Yeah, but yeah, but like <laughs> Kinda. they had the opportunity. Everything's on one channel. They could have did three episodes each. Everybody's in Flashpoint. People are fight like he's got uh, a whole season, right? So I mean, <laughs> just saying, it's, the show's only an hour, bro. 
Yo, no, what I'm saying is, though, like, it could have been three episodes on each different show. Everybody could have crossed over with everybody. They could have been, like, a resistance. I feel like, like it's too early to do that. I, I was going to say, man, and, like, what if you just watch Supergirl and you're like, wait, what? Why are things what, different? What's this? I don't understand. Yeah. Who the hell's Barry Allen? We're, I don't understand what's yo, going on. If you just watch Arrow Crystal, and you're like, already, oh, what? They already did a crossover with Supergirl. So you when she was on another network. Already. Yo, I would, if it was me and I oh, had God, this TV money. And I'm just going out there. I'm trying to hit home runs. We don't need singles no more. We here now. But you got a whole season. You got to yeah. develop things properly. No, I know, but it's just like just, just, just tap, <laughs> let it go. This is the Kyle. Like when Kyle gets his whole oh, if I had money, if I had money, this TV is what show. I would do. Did he ever tell you about his adult? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Show? No, we're not, we're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, the adult no. GI Joe. Yeah, you, you, you explain this before. Yes. <laughs> Whatever. So. See, y'all would be mean to me and Kyle. You need to treat us nicer. So you so you basically were disappointed yeah. and you thought maybe I, no, they should have no, done Flashpoint. No. So what I thought, the I, you, thought, I thought Flashpoint was going to be like a couple episodes. I thought they were going to drag the story out a little bit longer. I thought the story was going to have different re- repercussions. Basically, he ended up in a different alternate timeline where there was Kid Flash, which is cool. We get to see Wally in a suit. Wally. And then, yep. oh, spoilers. Wally. We get to see Wally. But then again, you knew Wally was going to be in a suit. And Joe had a drinking problem. Yeah, and Cisco was rich. It was just like this isn't Cisco. enough. Yeah. Um, Cisco was in fact. But rich. however, he he ends up uh, at the end of the, at the end of the episode, he ends up and there's a consequence that. I, you oh, you don't want to spoil it? Me. Um, I mean, I'll, does anybody else watch the show? It's up to no. y'all. Spoiling it, so he the- comes back and Iris doesn't talk to Joe, and we don't know why. And at this point, I'm just like Barry, stop going back in time, like. Every time he goes back in time, something worse happens, yeah. and it's the worst thing ever. What caused the caused the oh. problem is that he selfishly, at the end of the you know the season finale, he decided I'm gonna go save my mom. Which is, fuck it. Which my is, dad's dead. I'm gonna go save my mom. Which is completely understandable. But every every time he's like, you know what? I'll go in the past and I'll talk to Thorn, and Thorn will teach me how to get faster. Yeah. And he gets caught. He does end up learning how to go faster, but it's just like, just. You're really bad at time travel. Yeah, he has he, he has really he hasn't really Isn't learned anybody yet. Anybody good at time travel? So, uh, Doctor Who, obviously. Oh yeah, Doc, okay, you're right. I was gonna um, say Doc Brown, but you know that only worked out in the end. Um, Marty, <laughs> it's your it's your daughter. She marries a black man. No. Um, <laughs> Whoa, relax, bro. Relax. So that what, was a that was a that was a parody from uh, yo, Robot Chicken. So what? Oh, what, oh Robot Chicken. Robot All Chicken's right. awesome. What? Um, uh, yeah. What I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. What 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 I felt about it was okay. You went back and saved your mom, so now we get to have reverse flashback again. We just lost Zoom, so now we get to have reverse flashback. I, I foresee that Zoom is going to end up being you know the Death Racer, you know, um, which you know is part of Flash lore as well. The whole Speed Force shit. So now we got to have beautiful. now we got to have reverse flashback, and because you ruined it, you're in an alternate world where it seems cool at first. Because you got your parents. Oh, but then this other bad thing happened. And Iris doesn't remember that, you know, that scene where they were talking and was really annoying to me when they were in the hallway. And she's like, I know we just met, but it feels like I'm, we're supposed to, you know, what am I like in your world? Oh, this yeah, we're still, together. It's still a CW, oh. man. It's still dark. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm aware. I'm aware. So, oh, yeah, we love each other in my world. Oh, I, I'm going to fix it now because I, I love Iris. It was like how you know, <laughs> you know, I have to give up my parents, but I'll, I'll have Iris back. It was like, dude, you should have never did it. You had Iris. Your dad died. It it fucking sucks, right? Yeah, but it, that's not a equivalent exchange. 
I it's get it. Not like, it's not like my dad's died, but I get this ass now. Like, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> when you go back in time, the, the, the person that you that you spent almost two seasons defeating, you went back. Your mom didn't get killed. You got your parents, and that's great because maybe that helps you get closure. But now this guy's back on deck, you know. And he's, yeah, you could think that you know how it plays out, except now you fucked up the timeline. So how you defeated him before might not work now. Like, it might not be the same thing. Then you brought back to the present, except. My biggest, yeah, my biggest issue, not even that. I have an issue. He's like, yo, so he eventually has to go back and then he he has to let, uh, he has to let his mom die again. Yeah. (laughs) But it's like, you got to let Don kill your mom again in order to fix the timeline. But what he does is he took to change the loop. Instead of him stopping himself going back again, which is what he should have done, which would have been the second time he went back to stop himself from stopping. <laughs> this is the himself. third time he went but back whatever. to stop himself. Um, also, who is? it seems like with one show, they're trying to get as much mileage out of killing his parents as every Batman franchise ever gets mileage out of killing Batman's parents. Like – They've had so David. They've showed this woman get killed so many damn times. I was in gonna three seasons. I was gonna say because I like, remember I like halfway tuned in like during the first season and yes. I thought that this was an issue there that got yeah. resolved. Yes, but they yes. kept going back with it because his dad was in. The whole premise was his dad's in prison for his mom's murder, except he didn't kill her. And now you got powers, and you find out this is the guy that did it once you get the reveal. And then it's like, oh, now I got to get this guy because he killed my mom. And, but we get, we'll be able to prove that my dad didn't do it because I at least got one parent. I tapped, I tapped. I'm, just, I'm just saying, the next time I see Barry's mom, I'm killing her because obviously it's the best thing for the world. Like, sheesh. Well, it, it, it was two things that were so stretched out that was very Dawson Creekish: the mom thing and then the him and Irish thing. You know, it was like, yo, dude, yo, clearly dude. you love this chick. You gonna let her be with the other dude? This You're is, not gonna tell her that you love her, to make bro. This top five, will they? Won't they? Yeah. Like. Um, but you know what, man? I don't. I don't. I'm fine. Fine. This is what I signed up for. This I get it. I get it. Like I was just disappointed because I first saw like war torn country, Atlantis, and the Amazons fighting each what other. Are you thinking about? I, yeah, he's thinking I, about I Flashpoint. Flash. Point. flash but I don't. Points. I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen. We just know that like he thought everything was cool, and then we see at the end of the episode, nah, yeah, bro. There's yeah. there, there's repercussions. There's you fucked up. Else. You tried to fix it. Now we got a whole season to see what fuckery is gonna yeah. occur. Yeah. I also want to point out that them going back and forth and him using time travel is pissing me off almost as much as them always using Phoenix at, in every <laughs> X-Men movie. <sighs> like, I just thought about this. This is a perfect parallel. It's just like, you guys never executed right. It's completely overused, and I'm always dissatisfied when it's done. Just want to just wanna point that out to you. There you go. Shout out to Jeannie being dead consecutively for a lot of years, though. Who, Jean Grey? Yeah. Yo. Shout out to Jeannie being dead and not being yeah. resurrected for a shitty purpose for a lot yeah, of years. Yeah, but they kind of got around it. They got younger. Well, I bad. mean, yeah, they got around it and they brought her, but it's oh, like, Jean our, our Jean yeah. is dead. Yeah, they got they went back in time and brought the, the X-Men back. Yeah, we, we all question, have our feelings. Where but. the hell is Hope? They, where the hell is Hope? We always have Hope, Kyle. <laughs> You can build a rebellion on hope. I was going to say, segue. <laughs> yeah. Which leads us to movies. Yep. And a trailer came out. Oh, my God. It was so awesome. And it's a crazy trailer. Final trailer, apparently. Yeah. So, really, have you guys heard about this movie called The Accountant with Ben Affleck? <laughs> not not that trailer? Yeah, no. No? no. Oh. I want to kick see you. It? Oh, whoa. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I might see The Accountant. If you're into ledgers. 
and you guns. Know? It's actually about an autistic man who kills people. <laughs> like Rain Which, Man. <laughs> it's about what seems to be. Yeah, an I may not remember man. that movie very clearly. Yeah. Who's an accountant for you know uh, criminals? Uh, yeah. I, I, we'll, we'll watch it. We're not going to talk about the account oh, right I'm now. I'm so confused. But are we talking about Star Wars? Yo, we're, we're going to talk, talk about Rogue One. Talk about it's Star awesome. Wars. Okay. Sheesh. <laughs> Rogue One, uh, what's supposed to be the final trailer, I don't know if it is or not, but uh, came out a few days ago. And it was freaking awesome. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, we, we got to know a little bit more about some of the characters. And if you didn't know what time period the film is set in because you don't read um <laughs> let me tell you like the comment sections after this trailer just Insane. has me questioning so many people's humanity IQs. like it's just so much stupid shit like oh where's kylo ren why is darth vader alive again <laughs> these movies make no sense god another death star like really man it's the first one come on it's the first one the very first one you know in that first movie you watched when you were a child <laughs> like where's finn and ray this yo, sucks. Yo, they're not the, born yet. The trailer is dope, but what I don't like is that it kind of removes the whole angle of what exactly this what our, our heroine is. Because the first two trailers did a good job of leaving it a little ambivalent, and we were like, "Yo, does she go to the dark side?" Now, this does also set up the fact that like her father, like I kind of wish they would they would have left the plot for us to watch. But now I'm like looking and knowing that her father like helped build the Death Star, and I'm like, I don't think they revealed too much cool. though. Yeah, and I think yeah. most trailers. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. Like, I like going into the movie and having some sense of mystery of what's going on. But I feel like most trailers have to give you a little bit of what the plot is. We kind of also know what the I premise is, the basic premise. I was good. If this, you're a Star Wars fan, you this get it. is literally like it's like a girl with a varsity sweater on, right? You're just like, yo, I can see what the good should look like when you and I are about to get down with the cause. And I was good, right? Now I feel like she just came through with a sheer bra on. It's like, bruh, you didn't have to show me all oh, that. Okay. I was already okay. invested. Okay. And That's I was not good scumbag Star Wars anyway, out of here, bro. Anyway, <laughs> I disagree on so many different <laughs> <laughs> levels. But no, I feel like this trailer gave away the perfect amount, especially for the uninitiated. Yeah. It gave you what... The through line, like what the story is about, we it gave you an emotional tether to nice, what's going nice. on yeah. to get to invest. Because before, you're right, you just saw, you just saw Jane, or Jane. I always pronounce her name wrong, uh-huh. but you just saw her. You understood that she was leading, you know, uh, an attempt to get Death Star plans. But there was no, I mean, that's the what. There was no understanding of the why and what the emotional investment was. And this yeah. story did a great job of conveying that yeah. and giving you a feel for what the movie's going to be about. Like, I don't want to know anything else now. But but what does make it feel completely different, right? So before it was more like, all right, yo, we found this criminal that's good at something, so we need her to get these plans. It changed the story to now like, oh, yo, we're getting you because you're already a part of this, and we need you because your dad built this. Like, like it feels more like I felt like there was an edge of I don't know if she's going to turn on them. I don't know, like, what her real, real motivations are. But then but would you be disappointed one, when you actually saw the film and it was laid out the way it's laid out in the trailer? Because No, I'd be, I'd be fine. I'd be, yeah, so, I mean, you just... I, okay, I feel wait, like wait. I feel like there was... I agree with Andrew. I think there no, was enough I, pieces. I think you're right. I think I, had, wait, I think I had his right. <laughs> the fact that you said that, because like, I'd have been going in and thinking like, oh, I don't know what this is. And then yeah, I'm and like, then you've oh. been laid it out like that. Or like, oh, like, oh she's going to turn right. on them. Then you see and go, oh, that didn't happen. Yeah. Because... 
Sorry, because you were talking about light side and dark side and her going to the dark side. And I think what's the most fascinating thing about this film is that we're not worried about that. This film, we're not dealing with. There are no Jedi. There's force, no dogma. We're not here. dealing with the only force user that we see. Maybe Donnie Yen, who may be in tune with the force, may not be. He may just be following their teachings. Yeah. And Invader. Did we, Invader. That, yeah. Okay. Invader. Yeah. You know, and for me, what's fascinating about this is this is a Star Wars movie in a lot of ways that I've been waiting for since I've been playing like Star Wars games and reading the books. Yeah. Is the movie about, you know, the grunts, the people on the ground, the people. It's that, a war movie. You know, yeah. It's it's basically Star Wars meets Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. You know, like I said to Ayani, my, my highest hope for this movie is that almost everybody dies. Yeah. You know, I, I want us to love these characters. And I want us to see them make the ultimate sacrifice, you know, to see that footnote in Star Wars movies of, you know, the rebel spy stole the plans and have a deeper understanding and appreciation for what happened there. Many Bothans died to get us this information. And for the record, no Bothans died to get us this information. That was the second (laughs) Death Star, not the first one. Okay. (laughs) Get your shit straight. Get your shit correct. Wow. Okay. Nerd. Nerd. Are we nerd shaming? Was that nerd, Jamie? No, no, he just had an argument with my dad about this a little while ago, and they Googled it, <laughs> so it's just fresh in his mind. Her dad is like the ultimate Star Trek fan. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm the Star Wars guy. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no, where are the Bothans? And I'm looking at him. I'm like, there are no Bothans. He's like, no, they're Bothans. It's we're, Star we're too, going bro. back and forth. And I'm like, go ahead, look it up. I don't even need to look at my phone. <laughs> That's awesome. I wish I'd been there for that. Um, Yeah, so. That- so wait, which one's the one with Scotty? <laughs> You almost had me with that one. That was good. <laughs> he didn't have me with you it. Can't, you can't just run that back every episode. Yeah, you can't do that every yeah, episode. Yeah, see, I'm not here every episode, so something seized up in me for two seconds. <laughs> New I'm a, material. I'm a New fan material. of both franchises. You need to just chill out. But don't die. <laughs> not not here, anyway. Uh, yeah. One day, okay. not two days. But. Uh, man, but there is another trailer, too, that we should talk about from a comedian who's not doing anything funny in this movie. Doesn't seem like it's a funny movie at all. No, nah. oh, there may be some laughs. Yeah, maybe. So, uh, our good friend Jordan Pill from Kim Pill, f- yeah, from Kim Pill, and from Mad TV, and from the hilarious Travelocity commercials with his wife Chelsea Peretti, um, and Keanu. Let's not forget Keanu. Oh yeah, and Keanu. He I, wrote another movie. Watched. Wrote another movie. It's called Get Out, and the trailer for it is startling. <laughs> and startling super also, interesting also beyond the fact that he wrote it i'm not sure if he directed it as well maybe someone else did it just says from jordan peele so we don't know if he, he might yeah. have directed it no no but he i know Let's he definitely IMDb. i know he definitely wrote it yeah but um i uh it looks it looks really interesting and stunning oh my gosh there's another movie that i need to talk about but talk about the trailer first so <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen the trailer, um, you should do that. You should do it. But basically, he the is premise directing. here. Oh, okay. Yes. He, he did direct it. Uh, yes. The 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 premise here is that there's an interracial couple, a white woman and a black man, and this uh, woman is bringing her black boyfriend to meet her family. What appears to be the first time. Y- Seems like they live out in the suburbs somewhere. Right. Um, you think it's country. guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah, it's, but kind of like that's what it seems like. But when he gets there, some weird things start happening. Um, he finds out that a, a lot of black people apparently have been disappearing. Her, her parents are acting mad creepy. Um, you need to watch the trailer. It's really hard for me yeah, to it's explain because it's weird. You know, um, it, it almost reminds me. It has a little bit. I know we we talked about Black Mirror some episodes back. 
you know, some of the weird stuff that happens in some of those episodes because it's like the British Twilight Zone, in my opinion, kind of show up in this yes, trailer. Black Mirror is great. Black Mirror is fantastic. I'm waiting for this new season. Um, I, I'm really interested in seeing this. I think I'm going to go see this film. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a Stepford Wives, but for, you know, African-American. Like, what's interesting to me is, like, you know, horror is supposed to tap into our deepest anxieties. Yep. And for me, like, this does that, but it's very, very targeted, mm-hmm. you know. Um, Given the climate that we're in. Yeah, and it's very, very point. It's going to be very interesting to see how this does in theaters. Yeah, and um, because it, it look, oh god, it looks so good. Yeah, it look, it looks pretty good. Uh, I, I've I've put that on the list of things I'm going to go see for sure. And I'm not one to um see scary movies very mm-hmm. frequently. Um, but this is one I definitely think I'm going to have to just go see and then have the nightmares about afterwards. Yeah. Um, looks like it's going to be. Yo, can I talk to you about nightmares? Sure, why not? Yo, so I I went out oh, and I watched. I have nightmares too. I'll talk about. You. Go ahead. Go. I went out and I watched uh the P- Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children or whatever it's called. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh. Impression you didn't hurt yourself saying all that. Yeah, um, based off the children's book. Yeah. Yeah. So while I shouldn't say that it's trash, you can say it's trash. Oh, it boy. is something that should be discarded. Maybe <laughs> recycled. Oh right. boy! Um, and why? Tell, movie, tell us how you really feel. There's nothing remarkable about it. It is solely boring. It is mildly entertaining, and it is a wild disappointment for me having to sit through something that lacks a huge amount of diversity, and for it to not even have a huge payoff annoys me. There are parts of it that it could have been salvaged. Uh, I like the bad guys. I like, I, I like the bad guys. I like how weird the bad guys are. Samuel L. Jackson in it is all right. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's in that damn yeah. Everybody. I yo, I like that man is working, man. And guy. I like some of the ideas Shout that they the play with. But I like some of the ideas that they play with, and I like the fact that some guy that I thought was going to be the bad guy turns out not to be a bad guy. I thought that was cool. Some of the peculiarities with people in the world that they build, that's also cool. Yeah, but. But. Just the execution of the of the show is just boring, and like I was disinterested, and like I, I I don't know, just don't don't see this, do not pay to see. So, this would movie. you rather watch this movie again or watch the trailer for Medea's Halloween? Oh my god! I would rather watch this movie. That movie That's is called Boo. It's called Boo or yeah. Medea Halloween. I was like, what? Medea's Boo. Hell whatever. Is this? It's it's Medea, so what it's hot, flaming, this? dumpster trash. So, me, would you rather watch this movie again or see the trailer for Medea's Boo? I watched this movie again. Okay, congratulations. Um, you are in fact a human being. I also want to point out with Medea, like you got to remember the the what butters your bread. So, homie, butter. Yeah, yeah, but butter, butter homie's like, bread. yo, I need to. Some the dude that's earnest was earnest. When you're Medea, you gotta be Medea every now and then. So he had to roll well, out I mean, Medea. And the go guy who was money. earnest, you know, you know, didn't have other skills. So he he was a comedian, and then he played earnest, and then he played earnest goes to jail, earnest goes to school, earnest goes to the moon. I know. Earnest goes to hell. I know. Like but yeah, like, I remember earnest quite well. What was yeah. the one where he was fighting monsters? <laughs> I think that might have been earnest goes down. Yeah, but he say Vern. Um, either way, like hey Vern. Either way, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, nah. Like Tyler Perry, I appreciate the fact that you employ nah. black people. I like the fact that your studio is based in Atlanta. I like the fact that you're independent and get money. No, stop this now. I implore you, sir. 
there is no reason for you to continue <laughs> no. your Christian propaganda in such a way. Just You're keep making good. subpar shows for, for Oprah's You're network. Good. Just make subpar I'm shows for Oprah's network. I'm not even going to call those shows subpar. Those shows are subpar. Some, like... They also have Christian one, dogma. I think House of... I think House of Pain is... Well, House of Pain... Is <laughs> it tolerable? I don't know. I watched I like know, half man. an episode. I don't know. My grandparents would watch that show. Meet the Browns. Me... Meet the Browns and House of Pain weren't even on own. And Maybe they Meet were... the Browns. Maybe that's the one. Meet the Browns is the one that made me want to jump off of a high rise with no parachute. You know what I mean? That shit's fucking terrible. Excuse my friend. The best thing to come out of Tyler Perry's work has been. Did you ever see that Boondocks episode? Of course. That was uh, oh, it's a oil spoof. Yeah. Actually, no, no, no. That Three, was great. No, no, no. Three little girls was good. And then he also, Daddy's he got, little girls. He, dad, sorry, Daddy's little girls was pretty good, and that was a vehicle for Idris Elba to help him get in front of people. Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah, was was that the one? Was was Diary of the Mad Black Woman the one that, that was, was like? That so, was, yeah. so the only three films that actually count. In my in my opinion, that come close to actually being films and not caricatures with Christian dogma inserted. You know, they don't have the same theme because all Tyler Perry movies have the same theme. Okay, every the, the black woman's in peril. You know, the, peril. Ed, the educated black man is the bad guy. The light skinned sword of the education. earth brother, who's a garbage truck driver, gardener, or he's a gardener. He's gonna save the black woman. You know, from the educated black man who's evil and likes white women. Is she going to find Jesus? And also Jesus. That's the premise of every single one of his. And Medea represents the person who doesn't believe in God, by the way, but who's going to do some absurd stuff to help the black woman. So she's like the black woman's spirit animal. Okay. Every single time. The only three movies that don't necessarily follow that pattern are Daddy's Little Girls. Diary of a Mad, Mad Black Woman kind of does it. Because Jesus is definitely there. Yeah, and Shamar and, Moore is very like yeah, Exactly. So like we, we can't count that. Yeah, and but there the, were grits. And and the family that prays. The family that prays was probably the only one that counts. Oh, the, well, no, what about... The, um? Oh, God, I was going to say Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's not it. Um, you mean Why Did I Get Married? No, 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 that no, was no, not I, no. No, 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 no. It's the, the very famous play, and I just can't say the whole name right now. It's not coming to me. When the Rainbow Is Not Enough. Yeah, so that wasn't his work. He was adapting somebody else's work. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, and Why yeah. Why did I not think of the whole title right now? It's a jumble of words in my brain. Yeah, and I know it too, and I'm uh, I can't recall it because I'm trying to get out of Tyler Perry land. All right, let's um, leave. Let's leave. Let's ride that rainbow. Medea's a no go. <laughs> no, no to Medea. The family that prays was the only one that I said was like, oh, this is, this is actually a film. It feels like a film. So you got Tyler Perry. And then you got his counterpart, Lee Daniels, who's a better director than him, but whom I also want to kick in the face. So, yeah, you know. But well, now we got Empire, so we should be happy, right? Kick in the face. So, no to Medea. Apparently, no to Miss Peregrine's school for. Nah. I'm not surprised. Nah. Uh, I'm not surprised not with at all. It. So, just real random, since we're talking about nightmares, within like a matter of days, I've had a nightmare about Stranger Things and Courage the Cowardly Dog. What? Freak me out. Yeah, man. I don't know what's happening. No, are you like eating girls. the wrong? For, I don't yeah. know. No. For color, That's for, for color, color girls. Color girls wow. Who contemplate suicide when the rainbow Ooh. is not enough? Exactly. Bam! There we go. Thank Ooh. you. Great play. Thank you. <laughs> great play. Not as great of a film because it was packed with people that we know. So, you know, this is also a guy who wanted to direct the Wiz. So, you know, we see where that went. He's on down. He's um, on down the road. But yeah, I yeah we just know. talked about Tyler Perry five minutes. This the def- deplorable. So I think I'd rather see the the film that you just said. This show is a basket of deplorables. (laughs) (laughs) 
the film that you said you didn't like, I actually would pay to see twice before I would like even think about watching the trailer again for 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 a Medea movie. Yeah, if you don't like the film, though, you should read the book. The book I hear is I heard the book was was was, I've was fantastic. I heard the book was meh. Like one of actually, shout out to uh Brittany Boykin. She's read the book and she was unimpressed. Interesting. She was highly unimpressed. Maybe maybe we're out of the age of, you know, teen books being turned into movies. Maybe that's starting to happen. Or maybe we're just out of the age where we take any crappy book we can get our hands on that kind of reminds us of something that sold a lot of money. Maybe. Ooh. That was that was just that was rough. Like I didn't hear the book was that bad. (laughs) I mean, I know somebody that read it and said that they enjoyed it a great deal. Sonya. Oh, okay. They are still developing Ready Player One, for those of you that were interested in that. I know I talked about that book some episodes ago, and I really loved it. I'm actually rereading it. It's really good. Um, And the book that's not connected, but the book that the author wrote next was this book called Armada, which has very similar themes. But I haven't read Armada. Also very good. So they're developing that. I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with it. Hopefully they won't you know, turn it into a whack enders type situation. Well, we don't have to worry about the... Uh the author being a raging homophobe, so we should be all right. Oh, do we? Oh boy. So, uh, yeah, we. Uh, I think we talked. To, we we really enjoyed the Star Wars trailer. We don't like Medea, or at least I don't. Yes. Um. Also, can't wait for uh, Hell in a Cell next week. So. Oh my gosh! Yes, it's gonna be Charlotte versus Sasha Banks, and is this the first time that women have actually wrestled within yes. Hell in a Cell? So this yes. is awesome. Yes. yes, it is. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. Wrestling, man. Yeah. Promoting. Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Woo! I don't know who these Ready. people are. Yeah. All right, sorry. They're going to do flips and shit. It's going to be great. <laughs> Glad you guys are back on the wrestling train. You know, I'm definitely not. But I know that I okay. did. I did. We did have that conversation last episode to wrap this up about the whole the bootios thing and how I was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. They were telling me that, like, was it you or your friend that was saying that New Day was like coonery or something? Yeah, my boy sent me this. He was like, look at this. Now, my, my boy hasn't watched wrestling in many years either so he he heard about these dudes his little his younger brother and cousin now watch wrestling and they're into these dudes yeah so he like watched one of the promos they cut and he was like the hell is this then he saw that commercial for the bootios it basically was the dudes you know wwe's got got their box service now yeah. the way everybody else has one yeah. and so the promo for the box service was like bootios whatever because they he, make sure you ain't booty yeah and he was like the hell is this he sent it to me and then i watched it and i was like look i don't know if this is coonery or not but it's making me uncomfortable right. well yeah. <laughs> as somebody that's been a wrestling fan for years yeah it's not coonery like yeah. when they first popped up um they were supposed to be like a, a twist on like a gospel revival sort of group okay and it wasn't really working out so they switched into their crazy nerd nerdiness but okay. no they're We'll watch some clips later. We'll watch some clips. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to show me some clips. Anyway, guys, I, I think we've covered it. I don't want to go back into the bootio conversation because it's a cereal. It says bootios on it. Booties. Um, uh, I think we've uh, covered all the bases we're gonna cover today. So yes. Uh, that being said, I am Case Mosey Animal, Doctor Phil. I'm ZK Marco. Oh, you're not New Jersey Juggernaut, just DK Marco? I was uh, waiting. I was I was just DK Marco, the trolliest trolls of he's, all trolls. He's today. New Jersey's third greatest juggernaut. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Yo, shots wow. fired. <laughs> he's New Jersey's jerkernaut. He's having a, you know, <laughs> he's in a small slump. Sorry. Some man, other juggernauts have if, passed him on the list. The question is to be. Is but the, it's temporary. The okay, question guys. is jerkernaut is always jerk. In all situations. It's temporary. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right. So my name is Ziani. 
And I'm Andrew. And this has been Nuff Said. Nuff Said. Woo! And yo, you can also catch us on all the socials. You can catch us on Instagram at Nuff Said, K N U F F S A I D. You can catch us on Twitter at Culture, K U L C H U R E D. You can catch us on Culture.com. And if you go there and we ain't on a site, you need to email somebody at the site and be like, yo, put them on the site. And then you can also hit us up primarily on Instagram. And, no, sorry. Primarily on SoundCloud and iTunes. All you got to do is go to that search bar, type in Nuff Said, K-N-U-F-F space, S-A-I-D, and you'll hey. find us. Don't follow that other Nuff Said because they not us with no K. I mean, you can and if you want to. But make sure you like, subscribe, share, comment. If you leave a comment on our Instagram or on our Twitter or on our on our SoundCloud, whatever, I will shout you out. Yeah, leave some questions, man. I like the fire emoji. That's all good and fine, but leave some questions, you know? Like, say some stuff. Say you hate us so that I can destroy you. Along with your good. fire emojis. Fire emojis are cool. Word. And sauce. And sauce. sauce. Lots so, of too sauce. much sauce. Or dry rubs. Plenty of sauce. Dry rubs? Real? <laughs> See you next time, guys. No dry rubs. Yo, there was no, yo, there was no drinks today. I don't know how I feel about that. Because there was lots of meat. <laughs>